is an episode-by-episode episode discussion of the Netflix series The OA. I'm Talia Ripley. And I'm Ethan Crane. In this podcast, we're going to be discussing each episode of The OA just after watching. So we've got no idea of where the plot's going. Uh, seriously, we have no idea where the plot's going and no spoilers for future episodes. We've just been talking about the second episode of part two, Treasure Island. Um, we've talked about whether there really is a replica of Big Ben in San Francisco, discuss how Hap's narcissistic rants really aren't helping in his security, and Ethan finally has to give up his fantasies about high-class prostitutes. It wasn't really a fantasy as much, it was yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of like a anyway, sort of anyway, idea about the plot. Yeah, yeah, let's just get on. So having just finished watching the second episode... Treasure Island. Treasure Island, that's what it's called? Treasure yes, Island? Uh, so. Okay, yeah. that's the name of the um, the, the institution where he's yeah, being held, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The island where so the institution we, is. The island where the institution is, yeah. Um, so we got a lot of information in that uh, in that episode about the jumping between dimensions and that kind of thing. What, having now watched that, is your understanding of how it works? I still don't understand. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> but, well, come on, when... when when Hap and Nina were talking in that, uh, uh, okay, no. Nina and Prairie, Hap and Prairie, I'm going to call them, when they were Gentle talking in the room in that, what he was kind of explaining what had happened, wasn't well, he? Yeah. He explained. Yeah. Tell you what, actually, I just want to go through this because I think we missed something. So what I want to do is yeah. go through, can we just go through the whole episode? Okay. And then just see what comes out of it. Okay. I All know right. that's... You're not answering my question. I know, but I think maybe that's how I'm going to... Okay, fair enough. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, the first thing is, is there actually something that looks like Big Ben in San Francisco? Uh, is that some dream, or is that something about this diet? That's what I. That's what I thought. I said when you get that first pan in San Francisco. Yeah. I think they're implying it's a slightly different San Francisco. It's not our exactly our modern world. I don't think there is a Big Ben like thing in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. But we have been to San Francisco. We're not so incredibly parochial. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember. I don't remember that. seeing that though. Yeah. No. But it might have been. I wasn't that observant. It's not also, um, you know, it's not also the necessarily the present day, is it? It could be near future. We don't know that. Although are we assuming it's the present day? Uh, no. Let's just assume it's the present day. Let's okay. So I my take or take on that is that it's it's like yes, okay. it's like. That the actual San Francisco that exists in our reality, but it's slightly... Tw- slightly it is suggesting yeah. it's a bit twisted. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the next scene is the bit where it's got um, Homer, or Dr Roberts, yeah. and he's being woken up by his alarm that says, you had 56 minutes of REM sleep. Yeah. Um, now the thing is, I don't know enough about tech to know, is that like, wow, this is definitely in a different dimension, or is that something that lots of people have? <laughs> I think people do have that actually. I think they might. I do remember things. someone talking about you have you can leave your phone under your pillow and it okay. and it's kind of like detects right, like right, yeah right okay so, we're we're probably just demonstrating our ignorance so yeah but it's it's a bit particular maybe so that is maybe just supposed to be showing that he's got an interest in REM sleep. Well, it's, it's I mean that's what they later. talked about later, wasn't it? Like yeah. um, the Doctor Rose that's yeah, yeah that yeah. Uh, that Kareem goes to see yeah. REM sleep is important. REM isn't sleep it? is important to this story, so yeah. that's saying that Home has got an interest in it as well. So maybe this is going to be a convergence in some way of the two main plot lines we've got. Uh, yeah, although we do know, I mean, we know that um, 
uh, Hap or Hunter Percy, as he's called here, we know he has a connection to Pierre Ruskin because he was on the phone to him in this in this episode, wasn't he? We do know that. So we know that Pierre Ruskin runs this place, which is interested in analysing dreams, and we're assuming. Okay, that, so yeah. maybe he's made all his yeah. associates study REM sleep. I thought that was just a little kind of hint, just a little sort of you know, almost like a you know you have little references to other things that are going on and it's about REM sleep, just a little bit of a reminder. I wasn't sure that was anything completely important. Yeah, I did like, do you, you know where Homer gets up and has his breakfast? I think I'll call him Dr. Roberts in this because he's not actually Homer, is he? Okay. Is that, so we can call them Dr. Prairie and Hap because that's where they've jumped, but okay. it doesn't feel like he's Homer in this okay. one, does he? He's Dr. Yeah. Roberts. Yeah. Um, and he's obviously got some kind of flat share. Yeah. And, and it... And everybody's just into their phones, but he's yeah. the only one which has got his volume turned up. Yes, that was really antisocial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you notice now none of the others said anything about it, did they? It's all no. sat down at the no. breakfast table. And did you notice that's a really recurring theme in both his episodes so far, isn't it? People are always on their phones. I think that's a bit <laughs> of a judgment. Well, even the uh, even when Kareem goes into the where he's supposed to make a statement at the police station, the police inspector's always he still looks oh, at yes. it whilst he's talking to him. Yeah, I haven't watched it that, but he did. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah okay. So that's everyone does it, don't they? Let's have a watch out for yeah. people being on their phones. I'm guessing that the writers are kind of suggesting that the makers of phones and phone technology have pretty much got us under their thumb and can very easily suck us into anything like that game that. Uh, you know, it's it's not a difficult thing for them to do, really. Okay. I'd imagine if you yes. if you interviewed the the uh, writers, they'd be or, slightly or, paranoid about phone use. <laughs> or if we actually watched any, I have, yeah. we I haven't watched anything to do with this. So I mean, if if we're talking about have watched anything to do with what? Well, what I mean is, you're saying this, and perhaps everybody's saying, well, yeah, because everybody knows that because Britt Marlin was on something and she said this. Oh right, no, but, yeah. I haven't watched any interview. We, we haven't we, had we, any we're, interviews we're, with them because we didn't want to spoil it, really. Purposefully ignorant. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so so this, I thought the main bit of that, the the purpose of that was saying, look, just in case you weren't sure from the last episode, this man is not Homer. This is a Doctor Roberts. He's got this whole life going on. Yeah. He doesn't have, you know, there he is, all normal. He's not. Because I had we had a vague theory that perhaps it's Homer, but he's faking, he's faking it. it. Perhaps, but, oh but. yeah, actually I wasn't. I must say I wasn't thinking that. Do I got from the first episode. No, okay, no okay. I, well, I, I was. Yeah. I vaguely thought. Well, you think that's what that first bit was about? Was just actually yeah, saying yeah, to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought it was showing us that he lives in the miserable flat chair. <laughs> yeah, that too. So yeah. then the next bit we've got. Um, ah. Let's talk about that hospital. Can we talk about the hospital? What about it? I mean, it's me moaning on about oh, realism again. Sorry, oh. here we go. It's it's but, Talia's uh, weekly weekly interlude where she has some moaning about medical I practices. I don't know very much about mental health. I've only yeah. done a very small amount. But what I do know is that mental health institutes, don't, I don't think they have straight jackets anymore. <laughs> that, I don't know. Perhaps in like the incredibly severe... Um, um, you know, prison-like ones that have the people that have been convicted of something, but not in that kind of. A well, it's it's all it's all of a par with last week's episode, where if you get a little bit shouty in hospital, you're they, instantly they committed, isn't committed, it? Yeah. So, anyway, but I mean, this is a really common trope, isn't it, for especially mental mental health, uh, you know, hospitals. What would happen to someone who attacked one of the doctors then? In a, in well, a, I think the thing is they have really rigorous things about how you don't, if you're allowing yourself to be attacked, like. To Hap letting her, you know, be, um, you know, alone with her. Yeah. 
that's that's just not taking a sensible precaution. So right. you are responsible if you get attacked, that you should be trained in how to restrain people yeah. without causing them harm. And um, that you, you have like you make sure that you've got backup wherever you are and you know, you use appropriate equipment. <laughs> anyway. Fair enough. I but let's just accept can we, can we agree that this isn't gonna happen every week? Fine. All right. <laughs> they might be in that hospital right, quite right. a lot. I'm just I've done my bit. That's fine. I mean um, I've got other issues with the hospital. They're mm. they're more kind of like um, stupid decision related, but we'll get to them later. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So we've got this scene where Hap has prairie at and, and there's a little bit of hat wearing Mr. Exposition cap, isn't there? Well, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this, that was my major problem with this episode, actually. There's okay. way too much explanation going on. There was a bit. I mean, yeah. there's, yeah, yeah. It was, only, it was only in contrast to the first episode, which I thought, and what I think is one of the OA's strengths, was definitely one of its strengths in the first series, was that it kept you guessing a lot of the time. And I really like that about it. I'd rather... Yeah. Like there's a saying, isn't that my writing? We're better to be confused yes. for ten minutes yes. than bored for ten minutes. Yes. I'm not, I'm not bored, but I think you can definitely hold back on the explanation. Because the other thing was, whilst all that exposition was going on between uh, Homer and Prairie, was Homer and Prairie, Hap uh, sorry, Hap and Prairie, yeah, was um, that they forgot that Nina should have been absolutely furious at him and probably like she just attacked him in the, in the last episode and she she almost was sitting down having a chat with him Correct. which which seemed really out of character it I thought. did seem yeah. really odd yeah but I kind of thought oh well, maybe I mean for one thing it's you're sort of being shown that Hap's just playing Mr. Nice Guy at least initially um in order to you know, for a moment you think, oh, it's just, just he's had a bit of a change of character and he's going to be... Well, I've got a problem with how he was reacting. It's how, how Prairie yeah. was reacting to him, I thought. She would have been she was furious with him, like, still. Like, yeah, yeah, but perhaps you could say, just trying to look on their side, that, that she's, you know, she's very, very isolated. Absolutely everybody that she's met up to that point in that dimension has thought she's somebody else or insane or both. And here's somebody... Who recognises who she is, and that's actually she's got some connection to. That's one person out of like six billion, and yeah, I think yeah, no, that would have been fine. But she, be. I didn't find her acting like that. I thought she was more. She, if she would have been hiding how she was really feeling in order to get something out, that would have been different. But she wasn't doing that. She was almost like quite relaxed in his presence, and it, and I didn't think that rang true to me. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. I think we'll we can put that down to exposition corner. Okay, okay and, uh, exposition yeah. corner. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. So what what did they talk about? What did so he his point is. Uh, he talked about how they got there. You had a little flashback. Little flashback of how they got there. Yeah, Which completely unnecessary. I thought. <laughs> um, I quite liked. I quite liked the bit with the I'm injecting everybody, including myself, with this drug. What to show that strangely fair-minded of him. <laughs> I thought that was because he didn't really need to inject himself with it. Did he? he didn't need to, but he's a is a weirdly on some levels. Hap's got a great sense of fairness. It's a really. Very strong confidence that the movements are going to work, wasn't there as well? I think you have a lot of confidence that those movements are going to work. Yeah. I mean, they, they so, hadn't really had any evidence of them working before, had they? They had, because up to that point, they'd had, like, great success in, say, making people better. Like, quite yes. a lot better, like, from dead to not dead. That's quite, it's quite a big link, though, isn't it? From making people better to jumping mm, to another dimension and therefore I don't need my body anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and was that it? Was it that in that conversation that he said, "So I got it kind of a bit squiffy. It's not dear near death experiences, and we're not seeing the afterlife. Yeah. We're seeing other dimensions." I that, that might kind of slightly made me uh, 
slightly made me giggle that bit because it was kind of like uh, the near-death experience uh, into the afterlife dimension was our plot for the first season, but we changed the plot for this yes, season, so I'm going to slowly explain why. <laughs> we found it had limitations. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't mind at all. But no. yeah, just made me but giggle. I mean, I am, yeah, I'm really, for, as far as writing goes, I'm delighted that they have managed to make yes. it this much more interesting yes, and definitely. much more room, yeah. places to go. Yeah. Um, but yes, they maybe didn't need to actually underline <laughs> it and highlight it quite yeah, okay. Maybe. Yes. Um, oh, so I have a, a rather sort of um, slightly more fundamental question about the the nature of the travelling between dimensions. How exactly was it that they either knew, that Hap either knew, or how is it such a massive coincidence that the bodies of them all were in this, in this like mental oh, institution, in this, yes. in the San Francisco dimension? Yeah, um, I think. Yeah. Well, okay, okay. I've yeah. got one possible explanation. Yeah. But there's something about the jump, the position they were. That after all, there's a infinite number of universes. Yeah. One of them, those five people will all be sitting around one another. Maybe only one universe. Okay. Or not many, or a, a limited number, or at least. So that is why that universe was picked. Oh, Pretty freaky coincidence, on. though, isn't it? They're in San Francisco. And also, we've been told that it's not that. It's because um, because it's Homer's dimension, isn't it? They talk about it in some respects. Being... Because that's that's what he saw in his near-death experiences in the first season. Yes. yes. So so it can't... Oh, that's, that's really my possible explanation. <laughs> also, if that was the case, then Hap has been remarkably lucky to have jumped into... A version of himself that is a very famous um, psychologist with a nice handy mental institution. <laughs> yes, and, and lots of things. On, on I'm that. still. I'm wondering. I don't know if perhaps that's going to be explained at a la- at later it, how that works, or if if we're just going to ride with that that kind of coincidence. Yeah. But it does seem like what who are all these pe- who were all these people who are now Rachel and Scott and Renata? And what brought them to? And what brought them to this this institution where? Perhaps alter ego Hunter Percy was working. You know why were they all there and and Homer as well? Yeah. Yeah. I hope that's explained because that's that's way too much coincidence to my liking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's pin let's, that. Pin yeah. That. Pin that. Um, we, yeah. What do you think has happened to Homer? Have you got a theory about that? I think he. My theory is no idea how valid it is. Is that he deliberately didn't do the movements properly in the first thing so that he didn't jump properly because he didn't want to help Hap, if you like. So you think... Essentially, mm-hmm. he's dead in that case. But he... So you need five people to do the movements, though. Isn't that a thing that we've said? You need five Oh, was that people. a thing? You need five people? Yep, yep. yep. Hence the five, the yep. five in the... Of, yep. Yeah, Steve and whoever yep. in the first one. Yes, five. What, when when did we find out you needed five people? Well, that's a big thing that... The OA says when she she's like hunting them down. I need five people to do this. Right. Yes. Yeah. So and that's why the it's why the uh, prison cells in the first season were in a pentagon, isn't it? Yes. And why the fish tank in the thing is also yes. a pentagon. Isn't it? Pentagon yeah. and very witchy, isn't it? Pentagon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and also because Hap, when he's sort of saying blackmailing them to, to to make the jump, says, "Well, if any of you, you know, if you don't help me, then you're dead." But also. Um, you know, Homer runs off in a kind of, well, don't care. But I thought his reasoning for coming back was, 
I can't let you guys, I can't let, you know, the other three innocent people die. Yeah. I've got to help them. So he's required, so he has to have done the movement. Right, so if he hadn't done the movement, none of them would have gone, essentially. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, well, so also the other alternative might be that would be that he's jumped to a different dimension. They haven't all gone to the same one. That's possible. But that would be a bit weird, wouldn't it, that four of them went to the same dimension and one of them didn't. Okay, that's yeah. still possible. Yeah. I have another idea. Yeah. That he's jumped to, his consciousness has jumped into that dimension. Um, but um, because there's something in the brain of the guy who's there. Dr. Roberts. Dr. Roberts, who so adores Pat, or Dr. whatever he's called. Hunter Percy. Hunter Percy. That he just can't compute. And so he sort of has this, uh, just, just uh, remain, retains his older, or the, the, the body's original memories. Okay. Because you just can't work into this kind of new concept, which would mean that there is some hope for the OA in finding Homer again. Right. Yeah. If that's if that theory is true, that Dr. Roberts had this, you know, this deep relationship with Hunt Percy, which suppressed the actual Homer from coming in, what does that say about the other three? I mean, who were the other three? Were they patients, do you think, sitting yeah. in that in that circle? Yeah. That's that's what... Yeah, yeah. because otherwise they wouldn't have been... Yeah, that, 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 that's why they're there still. And so they had no desire to um, suppress their memories, according to your theory. Yeah, because, you know, it, it, it all yeah. still makes sense. They don't like... Yeah, although they might do. Although Hap seems to have convinced uh, Renata, doesn't he, that she's yes, that yeah. it's all a figment of her imagination. Yeah, yeah. and we know that Hap's uh, behaviour has upset um, Doctor Roberts. Yeah, because he, and he said, "Well, you've changed. You know, in the last two months, everything's changed." Sorry, Doctor Roberts said that. Yes. All oh, right. Okay. So Homer, stroke yeah. Homer. Yeah. Um, said that has said that to Hap. Yeah. Stroke Dr. Hunter Percy, yeah. Percy. Um, there's some point, you know, he's obviously beginning to lose a bit of faith in him. He adores him, yes. blah, blah, blah. But he adores him, the old version of him. Yeah, yeah, and he's saying things have changed in the last, obviously, since he's gone into his body. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, for one thing, he seems to have introduced very illegal mirrors into watching, one-way mirrors, watching into consultation rooms. That, meant that, to be... wasn't, that wasn't what I was thinking was the biggest issue, actually. Oh, right, well, it's one one thing. Oh, maybe maybe Dr. Roberts doesn't know about that, but we could see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What other things were you thinking of then? Oh, I don't know. No, I mean, I just thought the general drugging everybody and, and beating them up was quite bad. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. What have we got after that? Is that is that everything about that scene? And well, then... so no, yeah, I think then I think we go to Kareem, don't we, in his kind yes. of investigations. Yeah. Who yeah. is just hanging outside where he was last night? So this is just the following morning, from his. Yes, he's he's watching the the people were in the what's it called the the institution. Uh... Kiri, Kiri, yeah. yeah. So he was in there last night. He got in there. The last time we saw him, he was taking photos. Now he, he's got himself out safely. Yes. And he's sitting in his car. Yeah. Which has been in overnight. Yeah. He's got a bit of mouthwash though, so he's fine. Yeah. Still, still like I think one of the the girls that he goes to speak to in the bar. I was like, he really needs to get a different car. It's so noticeable. <laughs> yeah. <quite laughs> it's like rubbish that. from being a private investigator. I do like, like calling that out. Also. How come his car's still running after he rammed into that van in the first well, episode? Like I said, he fake, you know, just slowly. 
Right, okay. Not too much. He knows, yeah. knows what to do. Um, so he's, he, what does he find out talking to those girls? So he finds out that they're doing some kind of dream investigation, doesn't he? Like, right. And that the... How uh, does he know that? Does he, is this just a guess? He's just guessed that, hasn't he, when he says it to the, that girl that talks to him? He does, doesn't he? What, what evidence does he have for that from the... Uh, not that much, really, is he? Who's he talking... He, he saw everyone asleep, didn't he? Because he looked down through that hole in the ceiling. He was looking at everyone being... So I guess that's it's not, something. It's not an outrageous yeah. jump, is no. it? No. But um, you know, yeah, yeah. okay, we, we can accept that. Yeah. Um, the, the girl obviously talks about Pierre Raskin again. Yeah. As well as talking about um, Doctor Rose. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yes. So Doctor what was it? Doctor Marlow Rose was it? Yes. Yeah. That's what I wrote down. Yeah. Um, so that's just a bit more info. Yeah. Anything else about those scenes? Not really. It's just a kind of like. I quite like, I really like Kareem, Kareem's character. I quite like going back to his private investigation bits, even though yeah. sometimes, like you say, he's a bit, he's kind of a bit too good in his, in his discoveries, yeah, but no, it's still, no, there's still, no, uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I, I like him, I like him. Yeah. We have a conversation that we hear Hap talking to Pierre. Ruskin. On the phone. Is that yeah. the first time that we know that they're connected? No, I think we saw something in the first episode. I think maybe there's another phone call with... Pierre Ruskin talk, but we but we know that um, we know that Pierre Ruskin knows that he's got Nina or, or Prairie, yes, yeah, 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 and we know that she's something or has something on Pierre, and we and we find that near the end, don't we? When Kareem finds that book, she's written that book, yeah. That uh, what was it called? The, the blood. What was that book called? He has he prints out from his printer. The blood runs. I can't quite remember anyway, but it was a book that she'd written anyway, wasn't it? And that yeah. she has something on Pierre Ruskin, I think, doesn't she? Something that he's a bit worried about her. Yeah. yeah. We don't know what. We don't know what. We don't know what. And also, obviously, Perry doesn't know what either because no. she's no longer Nina. Yeah. And obviously, so, and Pierre Ruskin has no understanding that he doesn't realise that Nina's turned into Prairie. I don't think, I don't think he's going to know anything about Hap's so, real yeah, motives. He's does outside he? of yeah. that. So, what's your theories about? What uh, Pierre Ruskin and Hap's relationship? I, well, I thought to start with. Look like a man with no theories about <laughs> Pierre Ruskin and Hap's relationship at all. No, yeah. well, I, I had a theory, but it's been kind of been slightly turned over by this episode. I had a theory in the first episode that perhaps Pierre Ruskin was doing something similar to Hap, something to do with accessing uh -huh. other dimensions. In right. his dream factory, yep. play, Kiri place. Yes, yes, yeah. But I don't I said that in fact. Yes, I, I, said, I think that. I said that. Yes, but I don't actually think that's probably the case now. I think this is something else. I don't think it's to do with traveling to different dimensions. In, okay. I mean, it might it might be connected, but it would seem if that is the case, then you'd think that Pierre Ruskin and Hap are kind of working together. But I don't think mm. it doesn't feel like that's what's going on, is it? It just feels like the relation between the two of them is that Pierre Ruskin knows Hap from before because he's a famous psychologist for some reason or whatever and knows that he's got Nina stroke Prairie and that's about it as far as their relationship goes I think in some ways Was Hap a medical doctor? He was, wasn't he? Hap in the first season In the uh, I can't remember actually he's a psychologist Hunter Percy is a psychologist isn't he? Yeah, he shouldn't be a psychiatrist I mean Psychiatrist? Well, no. there's a difference What, he, you're saying he's a psychiatrist? Well, if he's running an institution, yeah. he must be a psychiatrist. I think he's a psychiatrist, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so that conversation. Hang on. What yeah. did they? I've got. I read, read some things they said. Um, did she go to the house on her own? Um, it may have been a bit too much for her. Ah, uh, right. They're talking about the house, aren't they? The house where the, the guy fell yeah, out. They're of not the, talking about her flat. No, I thought the words start with, but yeah. they were talking about the house. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Ruskin said, "Did she go to the house on her own?" Yeah. And or, what he means, what, before she was caught and taken into the... I don't know. don't know. Yeah. But what, whatever it is, that house, obviously, that house is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Well, OK, I have a little theory about the house. Okay. Is that when um, when Kareem was in the police station, was watching the CCTV of the house, they said they'd been watching it for ages, no one had gone in, yes. including the guy that fell out. Yeah. So if the guy that fell out never went in the doors then there's some kind of teleportation something really going. grim about that image of the man falling falling uh, down from yeah the well you know it reminds you of yeah. isn't it yeah no, let's not go there yeah let's not talk okay. about that yeah. Cool. yeah um he also says um oh i should i haven't written down who said that i think um pierre ruskin says it to hack but it could be the other way around but somebody says to somebody sending you i'm sending you a new subject Yes, uh, that was Ruskin saying it to Hap, I think. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I suppose... Oh, oh, so is that the person that is at the end that they get the little ear thing out of? Is that the new oh, subject, the new subject. sending in? Was that the guy who fell out of the house? I... It looked sure. quite like him. He did a bit, didn't he? But how would he... Was he alive or dead, that guy, when they brought him in? Well, he started off looking alive and then he looked a bit dead. Yeah. And the, the policeman says he's brain dead. How would how has his body ended up with Hap? Pierre Ruskin in his underground lair that he Pierre Ruskin, at? the fixer, has sorted it out. He, I mean, he, Pierre Ruskin is essentially head of Google or something, isn't he? Really? Let's not say that. That's probably yeah, because Google will know now, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. A, yeah, he is a, a man of massive wealth yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay, a slight um, side thing. The story. So, um, Mo, who seems to be the, the woman that Kareem can ring up at any time and she can hack into She's anything. A useful woman. She is shit hot at her job. Very. <laughs> she, when they're on the phone later near, near the end, he says, uh, he says, uh, so can you find out me something about about uh, Nina uh, Nazarov, Nazarov, whatever. And Mo turns to her computer, I think presses one key and goes, oh, she's been committed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she's, she says a little bit of a pause and I, what the? Oh, she's been committed. Yeah. Not I know what she did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have been able to spell it. I'd have been, hang yeah. on, say that again. Yeah. No, she's, but she's re- And she's in the third trimester of pregnancy. Is it? It's not Kareem's baby, though, is it? You know, when, no. she, le- when she leaves his houseboat, they kind of have a little holding of hands. They, they've obviously had, had a thing. thing. Yeah. They had a thing. And but it's, it's not, not his baby. Yeah. So I'm slightly worried yeah. that if you see a pregnant woman, it's a bit like Chekhov's gun. And you're bound to see her giving birth at some point, but hopefully. Or oh, do you think her new baby will just travel into a different dimension when it's born, or something <laughs> yeah, like that? It could be. <laughs> um, but I like, I really liked her. I liked her doing this thing of, I just, I wasn't sure, like I was going to come in the door, and then I thought you might be with somebody, so I was just standing here trying to listen, or should we just bring you tripped out? Over. <laughs> fell over because my centre of balance is all out. But you really reminded me of someone. Oh yes, it's you. <laughs> Well, I liked her. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Yeah. Um, um, 
I said, going, going back to um, mm. going back to the mental institution for a while. Who is the the ditzy receptionist oh, with I the like mad her. hair? She's great, isn't she? <laughs> she seems to be the only member of staff there. Yeah. She really fits the um, description of um, what's the mad pixie dream girl as well, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. Manic. Manic pixie dream, pixie dream girl. Would you explain what that is again to anyone who doesn't know? Oh, it's kind of difficult. It's, it's, the, it's the woman who has is a bit sort of flaky and crazy and wacky and she's attracted to normally a very straight, normal dude and sort of sorts everything out. The One of the ones being... Sort of examples being um, Clementine and Tell the Sunshine of the Spotless yes, Mind, isn't that it? Would be yeah, one. Kate um, Winslet. Yeah. And I think no, the classic ones from, I can't remember the name of the Garden film. State? Garden State. Yeah. That pretty girl you like. Natalie Portman. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Anyway, we're getting off. Yeah, 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 right. Okay. Um, oh, so I like after. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say? I was just going to say I've forgotten that Kareem lives on a boat. A harbour thing? And why yeah. does he do that? Look. Um... Did he say in the first episode why he did? I recall. Yeah. I think that's just a thing. That's he's just thing. he's just cool. He's just a cool dude <laughs> yeah. who lives in a harbour. You wouldn't you wouldn't ever think you would never get a character in fiction, would you? If you found they live in the houseboat, you never could think, oh, it must be a nerd. They'd mm. always be cool if they live in the houseboat. Do you think? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. A houseboat in the city, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I suppose so. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah, yeah go on. So I, I quite I like some pricks that have lived on houseboats. That's all. But anyway, go on. <laughs> okay, that's really um, getting off the subject, yeah, 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 isn't sorry. it? So um, I think one of the next things we see is um, Prairie in her cell with a bunch of crayons, and develops some absolutely fantastic artistic ability. <laughs> she enduring the faces of five. Uh, 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 Haven't yeah. you? have missed out a bit. You, yeah. I think just the the session that she has with Homer. Oh, is that? Yes, you're right. That was before so. that, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, I really, I quite like the fact that she immediately sees through that Homer's trying to get information for you know, Hap, hap yeah. you know, innocently as far as he's concerned. But yeah. um, So they don't really, they don't really say much, much to the issue in that. No, it's quite good. I quite like that exchange because it's obviously, there's an obvious, the conflict between them is really good, isn't it? That, Anything she says really is not going to be believed by Dr. Roberts because it's all part of her sort of yes. fantasy. And it's and shared yeah. psychotic disorder. Yes. Well, you must think that's a bit strange, mustn't he? That four people all have the same... Well, three as far as he knows, one but can't speak. to be yeah. fair, as a, you know, personally, rational kind of person, you'd say, what's more likely that there's yeah. this unusual disorder that these people share the same delusion yeah. or that they actually have traffic? True. And after all, we do have sort of like, you know, examples to history of shared delusions about, you know, um, uh, statues of the Virgin Mary's bleeding hands, yes, or whatever. Yes. You have thousands oh, of people yeah, that yeah, happens yeah, to yeah. It at one time, don't you? So sure. you could kind of think of it in that sort of, those sort of terms. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's, that's what's going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so, um, so that was one of the examples I thought of, um, perhaps rather unethical psychiatry introduced. That's where he didn't, he didn't obviously installed a one-way mirror so he could listen in on the supposedly confidential session yes. that was going on. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But Prairie is obviously sees that immediately. Yes. There's what, what point somebody, they talk about, yeah, I think it's within that conversation that somebody talks about what happens to the other people. My, 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 the point I made last week, what, where's Nina? 
be... Yes, and Prairie doesn't care. That's what she yeah. says. <laughs> it's a bit heartless. But, um, but it shows that, I'm assuming that means that program makers care and that we might see Nina again, which would be quite interesting. Well, we have to assume she's dead, don't we? She was, she's gone into the body of Prairie, who was shot. Well, not necessarily. Maybe there's a whole switcheroo everywhere. Who knows? There's... We don't know that for sure. No, because I suppose we know that we know that the old Homer and Hap or whatever are dead because he injected them with sodium pentothal. Why do they need to do that? Um, well, well, no, no. We only know that if they've gone, if they if they do swap, if it's a straight swap. But maybe it's more complicated than a straight swap. Right, that's true. We don't know about that, do we? No. Yeah, yeah. We don't know the straight swap yet, do we? No. I mean, it could be that their consciousness just disappears and they're just sort of lifeless, couldn't they? Yes. Or there could be a whole ring of consciousnesses going round. Yes. Yeah. So, and that's the bit where you have her going, that's you upstairs in the ceiling, which was a bit weird. Yes. Yes, because, and I remember that bit from the first season, which was where Homer has a near-death experience and comes back to describe, and we actually this see is, oh, a bit well, of this it. This is kind of in the lab. Yes, in the oh, lab. Oh, yeah, because they're trying to recall them, aren't they? They're trying to yes. stay awake for them. And yeah, do you remember, yeah. we, actually see, we actually see film of Homer's visions or his yeah, memories yeah and he is uh, crawling around in some ducks above a ceiling and there is a hand trying to grab hold of him and yeah. that's what i mean so that's implying that somehow in his near-death experience he was trying to jump into their current dimension anyway or there's there's a there's a sort of like a transference between the two that didn't quite work or something or so so he went he went into the into that universe yeah but we're saying that their times are still we're all going to be on the same time i mean we don't know that for sure but yeah well, yeah okay well, well we're kind of getting on that because if you think about prairie and the jump she's made she's always been the right age when she's jumped hasn't she so therefore all dimensions are sort of at yes. the same time okay, okay, yeah okay so she has never changed age has she yeah. No, and right, so assuming that, so when there's the movement around upstairs, that can't be Homer having the near-death experience coincidentally just at the point where Dr. Roberts and Prairie are just... Now, although, although remember that what's actually moved them from one dimension to another is actually the, the movements, yes. like the near-death experiences, we don't really know what they do, do we? Are they just glimpses into other dimensions rather than actual travelling to other dimensions? don't know. <laughs> Sorry, that's my squeak of not knowing. That's your squeaky, I don't really know what's going on, though. No. <laughs> anyway, I think that's, I don't want to know any more about that. Okay. That will be, that will come later. Right. Yeah. So, yes, going back to... Um, Prairie's amazing abilities. Prairie's drawing. amazing drawing abilities. She, after she did that, she drew the faces of the five, of Steve and BB, BBA and whatever. She looked at her hands and the hands were shaking. I think she was going, I never knew I could draw so well. Was that yeah. what she was thinking? <laughs> was it i thought she was saying like now she's got this amazing ability i mean that was the thing that all of the five didn't they have amazing abilities at things or occasionally? what what, what well, abilities do they have um well Renata could sing oh the five sorry the, you, so we have to distinguish between the five as in bba and steve or whatever prisoners. and the five prisoners yeah didn't they sort of often have after near-death experience wasn't it a thing that they had an ability like yes Mary had the her amazing um, ability to play a violin. Yeah. Um, Renata. Uh, well, no, no, Rachel was singing, was singing wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Renata, she was a musician. She was a, she? Wasn't she a singer as well? What was, oh. Homer, what was Homer's ability? Playing American football? <laughs> no. 
Anyway, uh, yeah. can't quite remember, but there, there was that. So I thought that somehow, now that she's moved, maybe it doesn't, you know, this jumping dimension is a bit similar, analogous to, to near-death experience. So she's gained a skill. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure like that... Leveling up in a sort of game, computer game. So that's where I'm, I'm hoping we'll get a little bit of something explained. Like, are the near-death experiences the same as the movements? Because at the moment it seems like something a bit different, doesn't it? Like, mm. although, oh no, oh no, no, actually, Prairie has moved through a near-death experience, hasn't she, into this dimension? That's true, yes. yes. She did have both a near-death experience and the movements were going on at the same time. The movements were going on at the same time? Well, the five, the five, the actual five, five, the four boys and BBA were doing the movements whilst then she had it. Oh yeah, but that, I hadn't thought about that, that they were doing that, but that didn't move her instantly, obviously, because she was shot and then she was put in the ambulance and it was maybe 20 minutes later. But this is what she says, doesn't she? It's a bit later on when she's talking to, um, to, to Scott and, and, and Rachel yeah. and she's saying, look, and she's showing them the picture that she's done and she said, these, look, these are the five people that helped get me here. Oh, right. So do you think she, they did the movements, she was shot. And then she was at, at that point when she was shot, she she moved rather than um, a bit later a when she's bit in later, the ambulance. She? Yeah. Well, it feels like in the ambulance that wasn't that what we were seeing in the very first part of the first episode? That kind of strange nether world of that was being yeah. in the ambulance, wasn't it? It felt like maybe yeah. just a slow, you know, these things are slow that release, fast. slow release, <laughs> slow release, change of jump, slow release movements. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, which reminded, I'd sort of forgotten that that was her plan all along. You know, that, that was the whole purpose of the first season. season oh, yes, one. she wanted them to do the movements yeah, in order to move her. she'd gone to hunt yeah. them down, she'd done that. It was all part of a plan to get to... Wherever Hap was taking them. Yes, wherever yes. home it was, really. But yeah. yeah. Yes. Right, yeah, I'd completely forgotten that, actually. So mm -hmm. that's, what they, that's what they did for her, really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and they have a nice... Kind of reunion. It's nice when she actually gets out and she can talk to Scott and Rachel. Yeah. And Though I did think that Hap would really have taken more precautions that she didn't do that because once he found out she was doing, obviously that was going to be a bit of a showdown, wasn't there? He really should have yeah. like taken a few more precautions. Yeah, very good, and obviously that puts him in a bad light yeah. to uh, Doctor Roberts as well. Yes. But yeah. Anyway, it was, yeah. it was just. It was just. Yeah. There was a little bit. I did find the them talking was a little bit more exposition corner though. Yes. Yeah, indeed, a little bit more yeah. exposition. And I'm afraid the bit that really made me giggle and took me out of it was Ra Rachel Rachel's story with Monopoly set. <laughs> <laughs> it was really silly. It was really silly. Yeah, it was like a game of charades. <laughs> well, it was. Yeah, it was very much a game of charades. People, yeah. People say, and the thing was, people were guessing such completely the wrong things when they were saying it's. I know, like Broadwalk Hotel. It's, it's obviously a house. It's a house. It's the house. You always call those green things the house. <laughs> Do you know? I've got I've got a really a really bad theory that, um, about why Rachel has ended up mute in this uh, in this episode and now dead, assumingly. Mm. I hope it's not because Sharon Van Etten and they found out she's an absolutely terrible actress and can't play Rachel for a toffee. <laughs> It's like, oh, they were putting because she didn't really say very much in the first, and she? she was just basically singing, and she said a bit, but she didn't really have many lines. Who is she? Is she what? She, Sharon Van a singer normally. Oh, so she's a uh, um, she sang that song every time the song comes up. You remember that, that song? That I really like. Mm. Okay, anyway, that's um, 
But um, anyway, she was a singer before she was an actress, and I think this is her first acting role. But Aww. but I'm really hoping she didn't find. I don't know, you know, they had to go do some scenes. She's like, "What the hell have we done? She's terrible." Mm, okay. <laughs> no, um, that's just a silly theory. I'm sure, but, I'm sure she's. But so, oh, we've got to make her mute. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be. We can work around this, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. It's good now. I'm sure you that's not the case. It's yeah. So she's yeah. useful her being mute. Um, yeah. I was thinking vaguely because you know. Don't actors like there's the rule you get paid if you've got a speaking role, you get paid more if, than if you don't. Oh, it's like joining equity in the in the UK. Yeah. I don't know what's equivalent sure in that. the US. I'm sure yeah. she'd have a better deal. If she's, yes, um, she has said some words in the other um the other season as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm getting on to our third pages. So right. It's nearly. Not nearly. So end. now we have really where um where Kareem goes and finds the um. Yes. Yeah. I'd but, like to say that he is a slightly better detective work with his bookshop thing. Rather yes, than I like that. I like that detective work the, there. That was good. Yeah, yeah. That's I like the way he puts glasses on before he goes in to look at his little bookish. Because <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it. I must say, their um, their um delivery service from that bookshop is second to none. I mean, she was driving for miles <laughs> out of that. She was like, "We take a bookshop all the time." I guess. I guess. <laughs> yes. Um, can't he must have paid a fortune for that. Just in the petrol alone would have like. Yeah, that'd be quite a lot, wouldn't it? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. that's and also he must have been like following it. Anyway, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It's no. quite clever. So he gets there and he finds this kind of quite scary, crazy English lady. Yeah. In a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, with the with the, with the drone. I felt certain when they said that she was English that she was going to be some like quite famous. Um, British actress, but she's not not anyone that I recognise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so she's she also has a bit of a misexposition job as well, yes. doesn't she? Yes, she does. Yeah, which I I was a bit disappointed actually that I didn't think we need to find out that much yet. I thought we could. Yeah, yeah. Unless I, I mean, unless the cool. unless the purpose unless the story's going to go a lot further, that feels like something we would have found out in episode six or ten or something rather than episode two. But who yeah. knows what more we're going yeah. to find out. Yeah, so maybe we've got a lot more to find out, mm. so that, that's okay. But yeah, she was a little bit mis-exposition yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. That do would be think, my criticism of this episode in general, actually, was over-exposition. Do you think it's a reasonable excuse of um, she has to check that he hasn't got, he's not wearing a wire to get him to strip down to his pants? <laughs> not that I was confused. And, and dumping the drone in a lake in order to ensure that that happens. Probably quite, I, I think she knows exactly how that drone works. And there's a small lake. Oh, I'd like to, when he came out, she went, I knew you weren't wearing a wire. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see you go and fetch my drone. In your pants. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Objectification side. Um, yeah. So what does she tell him? So she says, okay, so this for research. She talks about the research and the dream thing. Yeah. And how there's patterns in dreams at times. And and then but so the reason why she left was because it's okay when... People go to dreams, but not when dreams come into real life. We don't actually know what she means by that yet, do we? Don't no, we don't, do we? No, I don't think we do. No, I mean, is she referring to the the fact that all these people were having similar dreams about the house? Is that what she means? I think she means more than that, but we haven't actually heard what what yet. No, because she said at the end, didn't she? What I'm going to tell you next will blow your mind, didn't she? But we, did we do actually hear what she was going to say? I mean, she just talks about. Isn't that the bit where she talks about the tunnel and the three things. Oh, sorry, maybe I got them up the wrong way around. So she she did okay. tell him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. It wasn't that Monday. <laughs> no. 
Um, I think that's right. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure. So so there's these things, the curved staircase, the stained glass window in a tunnel the size of a coffin. Yeah. So, which doesn't... I, th I don't think that we should okay. know anything about that yet, should we? That's, okay. that's just so another hook for basically later. Basically, that house, um, and we also know the house is like really important to the Nina's joke, you know, Pierre Raskin. Yes. So, and, and obviously it's had this weird effect. Weird. So, house weird, crazy, let's yes. see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, and the other bit of information we got was that Nina had written a book, wasn't it? That Was it a book or a... Yeah, I got a bit confused because I didn't really look, but that wasn't the same book as uh, he bought for... No, no, no. No, no different yeah. book. So she's written something. Yeah. And... I can't quite remember what it was. It had the word blood in the blood that okay. runs through. Oh. I, in fact, it reminded me of... It had Rivers of Blood or something in the title because I was. it kind of linked back to what the what oh. Dr. Marlowe Rose oh, yeah. was saying oh, about, yes, about yeah, the rivers of blood, about that rivers of blood. people all, people all, all yes war. so yeah. I think it was something about that wasn't it so maybe she would maybe she was researching yes. dream stuff which is why she has this relationship with Pierre Ruskin yes uh, yeah. yes okay am I going to have to um, renege on last week's theory that she's actually a high class prostitute now yeah, she's <laughs> I, I don't know where I got that from I'll, I'll go I'll, I'll withdraw that one <laughs> I'm really, I, I was thinking I might just buy some new pants, but you'd think, no. Charlie's <laughs> become a high-class prostitute. <laughs> uh, no, anyway, let's, let's, not, let's not go that way. Um, um, okay, so now, now, we have, now we have. So we have that kind of clue, which we don't know where that's going to lead, really. We have Kareem. Um, yes. Kareem now we know Kareem knows that, that and weirdly, Nina's in hospital. And the little lady in the wheelchair doesn't die, which I was expecting her to explode once she sort of gave away her secrets. That's normal. Or just before, you know. Might find she's been killed off. She probably will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so now, and then we have, like, the last thing, really, of Hap wheeling in the guy... And taking some little string thing out of his ear. Yes. Yeah. So, this is a man we we think I, I think I we Ruskin was this you know he had, had delivered this man to him. Yes. Somehow got hold of the body and and it is the guy who fell out the house, isn't it, or threw himself out the house? What's the little ear thing? It's well, Hap was talking something about some seed in his brain, wasn't it? That was great. But and then he pulled this and is that is that the seed in his brain? Or? And so this is the thing that obviously Rachel was trying to mine. Um, or, or, you know, in her... What was she trying to mind? Well, this is when she's talking about the teenagers in the house. Oh, yeah. There must be something about yeah. flowers or... Yeah. Um, well, they never got that clue, did they? No. The tulip. <laughs> this is from the tulip. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> and that's when Hat burst in. Oh, yeah. I see. I thought the tulip looked a little bit like the thing that came out of his ear. looked a bit like a tulip. Oh, maybe. Well, in a kind of more like a fish with a really long tail. Possibly. That wasn't a very good clue, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I have a question, though. Okay. What the hell was Hap doing taking Rachel as his assistant? But I really liked it when Hap goes off on one and has this massive, long, narcissistic rant about his great work that Rachel knows is probably, she's probably got a good ten minutes of sneaking into another room. That was a bit ridiculous, on. wasn't it? <laughs> it's fine, he's on, an, he's on another roll. Yeah, and he seems to have left the room unlocked. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, what do you think she saw? I don't think we're meant to know. I think obviously it's... not. Yeah. And what I was suggesting is, have you got a theory? So, 
I, I don't really, because because I think that's going to be a, a reveal much further down the line of what Hap's okay. actually doing there. And um, what did what did Hap say in a kind of defensive way? Something like that's a oh like an amazing uh, next incredible feat of science or something. Yes. Something. Yeah. Which which is so, I mean it reminded me something along the lines of his contraptions to help Hap to great near-death experiences in the other dimension in the first season. It's almost like it's Hap's new laboratory, isn't it? Yeah, but you yeah. feel it must be something animate in there that's, you know, to, to, to start, because she's so disgusted and horrified. Right. So, what you think is a person or people or... Yes, yeah. in, 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 in difficulties. And stuff. It's a little bit ridiculous, wasn't it? He said you don't want to look through that door and he legs it open. Of all the doors to like, and and I'm not even gonna look at you whilst I'm doing all this stuff over here. Yeah. I mean, I suppose he's using Rachel as an assistant because she is, you know, she can't speak, so therefore she can't, not just can't speak but can't communicate. But he, what I don't get is that he knows that that Rachel and is it Scott the other guy? Yeah. Yeah. Scott yeah. and Prairie are all still. And not Renata are all still like you know remember him as being their their kidnapper in the first yeah, scene. Renata's these kind of one round a bit. So why would you take why would you take someone who thinks of you as their kidnapper anywhere? Why would you not keep them as far away no, from you as possible? Maybe he's such a narcissist that he doesn't see himself through their eyes. That he just thinks. Um... I don't think perhaps that's stupid though. He didn't seem that stupid in the first thing. He seemed kind of. You know, really clever and intelligent, and also slightly empathetic with them as well. She's sort of lost that empathy a bit. This he seems to be a bit more of a bastard in this uh, yeah. realm, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. So, what do you think is going to happen? What's is Rachel dead? I think Rachel is dead. I think I think they could. They thought, well, if we're adding that, probably kind of being mute the whole time. No, that's not sure. That's not the case. You can't say anything. No, no I really like Sharon Burnett, and I don't want to say anything against her. Okay. It just made me laugh that that was possibly like a, a possibility. Okay. I think I think Rachel is dead. Yeah. So do you think people he... when people fall down and their heads start bleeding from the back in films, they're yeah, always dead. They always dead. Aren't yeah. They? Um. So do you think he's going to get into trouble for that? You know. Don't think so. A very poor regulation. They do, yeah. I'm I assuming think, yeah. that's just that yeah. particular area. He'll just go to the dizzy receptionist and just can you just delete that line. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> take it out the Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Oh, it's like she's never been there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, so so the very final thing is the sort of like shot right through Rachel's eye, wasn't it? Yes. Near she, death experience, or well, pretty much death experience. Death experience. Yeah. And then we. We see uh, Buck from the first season. Who's yeah. not called Michelle. Who's not called Michelle. And surely that's got to be a link to the Michelle in this, yeah. in this season, which was a suggestion from the last, from the last, the first episode of this season, wasn't it, really? Um, yes. They're both called Michelle. But we have not... So are we figuring that that was the dimension from the first season? That is actually the... Or yeah. is that oh. is that Buck... In their incarnation in in the San Francisco dimension, uh, I'd assumed it was in the in the original in part in season one right. dimension. That was my guess, but I guess having said that, I haven't actually got any evidence for that. Could be. Well, it certainly looked like the suburban road that they lived in, didn't it? 
we were going along before we go into yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it Butler's looks house. exactly the same, but yeah. it could still be exactly the same as well. Yes, of course. But normally, if it's exactly, you know, if it's yeah, they yeah. would throw something weird in there, wouldn't they, to signify yeah. this other dimension? Also, I'm very pleased that it seems like the five, as in Buck and Steve and BBO, might fe- feature back in this one. I really yes. like them. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. I can I moan about something about Netflix as well because yes. I really want to like just watch one once a week. And Did then... you read the the next? I didn't read. I just saw a picture. Oh, uh, don't I tell me. Say. Okay. Yeah, but... yeah, that, yeah. Um, we could probably say say to people listening actually that we once rang up Netflix to complain about this <laughs> <laughs> and to say, oh, could you please stop putting up the next the next episode because it does spoil it and. Uh, Obviously, they weren't very receptive to the that. The conversation like, went off for a really long time. Yeah, well, I wouldn't let them off the phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, so um, what do you think is going to happen now? Well, in the immediate aftermath, we're going to have um, um, Hap making excuses and something. For killing Rachel. Killing Rachel. Probably something that will try and implicate Scott, possibly. Who knows? Something to sort of really destroy this comforting kind of yeah. nest that the prairie's found herself in. Yeah. Um, Homer's going to start getting, or Dr. Roberts is going to sort of his seeds of... Getting more suspicious going. about, yeah. yeah. Um, to the point, I think to the point where he will start to believe prairie, don't you? I think Kareem's going to go to the house. That'll be the thing. He's going to go to the house again. I think Kareem's also going to go to the hospital and try and find, because he now knows oh, where Nina okay, is. Oh, yeah. true. He does know where Nina is. Yeah. So he's gonna. So we're gonna have our our, our ox. Yeah, we'll session. connect for the first time. Yeah. Okay, so that's what's gonna happen there. So should, should we have predictions? A, I'm predicting that um, that Hap tries to uh, implicate Scott or somebody. Yeah. And and just ruin um, Prairie's life even more. Okay. Kareem's gonna try and find visit Prairie. Yeah. And. Pierre Ruskin's going to send us some nice undies in the post. <laughs> okay, I've got another more, slightly okay. more sensible prediction. Okay. Well, actually, not that sensible. But I think that now we've seen Buck in this sort of, like, hook for the future, I think Prairie is somehow, maybe through a near-death experience, or somehow is going to try and get in contact with them and get them to travel here to help her. I think that's how the five are going. How the five are going to be involved in this season. Okay. Yeah. Mm, okay. I have no no prediction about underwear. No. Okay. Good. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, I so I think that's yeah that sort of wraps it up. So um, yeah, if anyone has any anything to say about the podcast, please do uh, email us at the Overanalysis Podcast at ethancrane dot com. Actually, I can't even remember if that is the email address. Look on the website anyway, ethancrane dot com. E t h a n c r a n e dot com. And you can find your way to the podcast page and it'll tell you the email address. Anyway, otherwise we shall see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.